Welcome to a new episode of News and English, a podcast for advanced learners of English in which the news is an excuse for a tiny lesson. Today, a priceless national treasure. July 16, 1969, was the exact day when Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin set foot on the moon. The Apollo 11 moon landing will remain forever in our memories. But what if you could get hold of a little something from the mission? Say, the very bag Armstrong took to the moon and take it home as a keepsake? Or an object that can help you remember past events? This is precisely what, so far, two people have managed to do in the U.S., with that bag. Both, it should be said, paid the price. And the bag? Well, the poor thing has been coming and going ever since touchdown, or the moment when Apollo 11 landed on Earth. The object, now referred to as an artifact, given its historical value, is an off-white, or of pale yellowish-white color, small bag where Armstrong placed lunar rocks to be taken back to Earth for studying. It bears, or carries, the label Lunar Sample Return. Upon the mission's return to NASA, the bag was emptied of its contents, and because remnants, or very small amounts or traces, of moon dust still clung or held to its fibers, it was deemed or considered to be of great value and meant to be preserved and displayed in museums. In other words, the bag became a national treasure. However, for some reason, the bag was forgotten until it reappeared in 2003 in the garage of the president of the Cosmosphere, Hutchinson's Space Museum who in turn ended up in prison for stealing the bag and several other items that belonged to the government. This should have been it for the poor bag, had it not been for a clerical error. By mistake, the bag was believed to belong to another mission and, this time, deemed less valuable. Sometime later, it was offered by a small auction house which put the bag out for sale on behalf of the U.S. Marshal's office three times in 2014 and once in 2015. This time, a bidder, a woman lawyer from Chicago, nabbed or got the bug for her bid of $995. The new owner was suspicious of its authenticity and sent it to a space center to have it analyzed. To her surprise, not only was the bag a legitimate lunar item, but it was a lot more valuable than she had expected, as it had been the first sack to carry moon rocks and dust from the first mission to land on the moon. So what happened next? NASA refused to return the bag and claimed it was government property. As a response, 
the Chicagoan lawyer sued the government. The government's contention or opinion was that the sale had to be rescinded or made invalid on the grounds that the bag had never been meant to be up for sale and end up in the hands of a private individual. The lawyer argued in response that the sale had been a valid one and that she was a bona fide purchaser or legal buyer. After a high-stakes or high-risk legal battle, or one in which something of great interest may be gained or lost, a federal judge ordered the bag should be returned to the lawyer. The coveted bag, an incredibly rare relic of one of the greatest achievements of mankind, which by the way is believed to be the only Apollo 11 artifact in private hands, is now kept in a security company at an undisclosed location and is set to go on the auction block at Sotheby's on July 20, 2017, to mark the anniversary of the moon landing. Armstrong's storied or famous bag is expected to fetch between $2 million and $4 million, despite NASA's efforts to return the artifact where it belongs, a museum. But the bag containing lunar sample is not the only bag to have achieved popularity recently. In 2015, Neil Armstrong's wife found another bag full of assorted or varied items in a closet in her home. The bag, known as the McDivitt purse, where the astronauts stowed or kept objects they needed while working on the moon, including the camera used to film the historic landing, Armstrong's descent on the moon and the planting of the US flag, should have been left behind on the moon. In contrast with the more recent lunar bag, the McDivitt purse was offered by Armstrong's widow to the National Air and Space Museum and was put soon on display. Clearly, the bag was a memento or souvenir that Armstrong had kept for himself as it contained equipment that was unneeded. The practice is relatively common among astronauts and in 2012, President Obama passed a law granting full ownership rights to these space artifacts astronauts feel unable to part with. Let us now take a little detour and focus on spelling for a bit. The rocks that were transported in that bag had been taken from a place in the moon called the Sea of Tranquility. Let me comment briefly on this word, tranquility. It is one of those words that is popular because it has a different spelling in British and American English, double L in British English and only one L in American English. The many other words that follow this rule, such as traveling, modeling, marvelous, counselor, and many others, which take two L's in British English, but only one in American English. However, there are exceptions, or even contradictions if you wish, since there are some words 
which take double L in American English and only one in British English. Examples are enrollment with double L in American English, skillful and willful, which in American English take double L in the first syllable, that is skill and will. And finally, fulfill, which in American English takes double L in the second syllable, that is fill. Yes, not one bit easy, right? To finish, you may remember that at the beginning of the episode, I said two people had paid a price for holding on to objects that came from Apollo 11. The idiom, pay the price, is used figuratively to express people suffer bad luck for something they have done. This is clearly the case of the president of the museum where the lunar bag wound up or ended up first, who was charged and convicted or found officially guilty of stealing. As regards the other individual involved, that is, the Chicagoan lawyer, what she paid was her legitimate winning bid in the auction. But one wonders whether she will pay the price for ultimately keeping something that was not hers to keep, even if a judge ruled in her favor. Oh, don't forget, pay is an irregular verb, and its past and past participle forms are paid, paid, spelled P-A-I-D. That is the end of today's episode. My quote for today is by John Stuart Mill. Ha, double L there. The famous English philosopher and political economist. He said, Those who follow the wrong have generally first taken care to be voluntarily ignorant of the right. See you next time. Bye.